Hey there, homies. This is Sarah. This is not an actual episode, but we were contacted by Bob Dale's family. If you remember, he was one of the three I covered in the Missing in Michigan episode, and then I did a follow-up episode more into his story um, after having interviewed his wife. Bob Dale's been missing for 27 years from the Sault Ste. Marie area. And the family members are really trying to kickstart basically a whole new investigation. Just start from scratch, see if they miss anything, anything jogged in anyone's memories. Just trying to get some answers. And they contacted us to see if we could release the full interview I did with Christy, just so if someone hears a detail or, you know, you know, if they had been at that wedding reception or the bar after or whatnot, they'd be like, oh, that's right. I, I remember that happening. And then, you know, it, it anything that can help is wonderful. And when they asked that, I was like, yeah, absolutely. It, I was recording, so I could focus on asking the questions and not having to write everything down. Um, so I figured if if it could help at all, then certainly we would release this. I had my equipment set up, ready to record if she gave me the okay. I had gone over our intent and she gave me the okay. So if you're interested, take a listen. Um, it will be more useful for the family members and those over in the Sault Ste. Marie area, but here is that interview. Uh, Whenever you're ready, let's get, yeah. you know what I mean? Let's yeah. just do it. Yeah. Um, I can't, I can't, I could go in circles like I have all my life, you know, I and mean, if I had a quarter for every, I don't know, I'd be ready. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so. you're good. I just had to hit a button, so, so, yeah, tell me, yeah. tell me about Bob, like in high school and growing up and stuff. Um, we met, I want to say, my junior year. Yeah, he, he was real cute, um, <laughs> athletic type guy. Always wanted a car and, you know, that kind of stuff. And we fell in love and we got married right out of high school. Mm-hmm. August, I graduated on August 20th. I married my mom, made my whole wedding party and my wedding dress with a hand. Awesome. Beautiful. And then we headed out to San Diego, California. Okay. Oh, that last didn't even know how to read a map. <laughs> I decorated with my stuffed animals. <laughs> yeah, so we didn't have children for three years, you know, and he was in the Navy mm-hmm. for four years. Then he decided to get out, and then he also traveled after that, fixing boats for the Navy, going to Hawaii, doing stuff like that, you know. And um, then we just decided to have our first baby to come back to Michigan, you know, because it's way easier. Yeah. Easier living style, you know. And family close by and stuff. I loved it out in San Diego, but it was like so expensive. We were out there eight years. Mm. So, yeah, then we ended up back in Sault Ste. Marie. And then what happened? He worked for a bit. He was having a rough time trying to keep a job and kind of stuff. So, we transferred to Grand Haven, Michigan, where I'm at right now. Okay. And Bob, he came first. He went and worked for a leather company then at this point. And still, you know, 
years there. But anyway, I don't know, she's getting kind of just before. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Anywhere between the 90s, we were here probably five, six years. Mm-hmm. You know, he just was having a rough time trying to decide what he wanted to do with those weeks, so we just kept moving around. So then we went to Sault Ste. Marie after <laughs> we had gone from California to here. But we were also in Ishpeming for a little bit. I don't know where that is. It's way up north. <laughs> but, so, I just followed him wherever he went. You know, I was in love. We were in three children, you know, and we just, you know, we had to do to see what worked for the future. And then we ended up back in Sumishi again after being here. Yeah. And that's where, you know, I wasn't really sure if either of us really wanted it, but it happened. Mm. Okay. Um, so I guess that's the gist of it. Yeah. Um, you know, he so before Bob went missing, he was working for the tribe in Escanaba. You know, having some rough times at that point. Not sure. Also, again, what to do with his life or, you know, three kids and such. Right. So. Yeah, I had uh, I read on. Now I don't remember if I read it. No, maybe it was Scott that told me that he had, like, not necessarily enemies, because I asked about enemies, and he, he just said that there was, like, maybe one co-worker that they didn't get along great, but it, it didn't, it wasn't, like, a lead that panned out of any sort. No, you know, uh, a lot of this goes back to day one, where this started, which, okay, so let me go to that party we were at. We yeah. had a wedding party for his for his boss that he was working as the tribe. Um, He was a white boy. He's not Indian. I am. Oh, you are? Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm tribe. French and Italian and German. He was Irish, German, every alphabet. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, so we went to the party and we had a good time. We went and we took a little road trip and, you know, enjoyed each other's company. They made out in the car, you know, so we come to the reception and just for Progressively, you know, everybody drinking still, or, oh, yeah, all day long, can see. Right. You know, and um, just before we had, everybody wanted to leave the party and go downtown, mm-hmm. it was our Bob, and he was in the truck, whatever, I had a van. Okay. And in the driver's seat, so we all worked on him, tried to get him up, you know, and just angry at, because he was so drunk and whatever, but got him over finally to the passenger seat, and then I decided, you know, oh, I'm going to drive, I guess, you know, at that point, you know, that's what we did, I didn't really know, because I wasn't a big drinker, I raised my children, you know, and I watched, you know, Bob and him do it more than myself. Okay. Anyways, every time we'd go out, I'd be the driver, and Bob would end up passing out in the passenger seat, just that happened, a lot of times I'd leave him outside, like when we lived in Grand Haven, he did it a few times, and I had babysitters that live across the street, you know, so I wouldn't have to drive them home. And right. he's done that a couple times, just passes out. Mm-hmm. He wasn't a good drinker. Mm-hmm. So, at that point, I guess. Anyways, leaving the party, like I had told the first, which nobody knows anything about his, what, what he wrote down, anything. I spent a lot of time with this man. But anyways, as we left the party, I had gone down the road a bit and had blacked out from one point to the downtown point. Okay. Where everybody was supposed to be because the party's like, oh, let's all go downtown. I'm like, oh, cool. And I know Bob didn't want to go downtown. He wanted to go home at that time because obviously he was really drunk. Mm-hmm. You know, so and at that point, I'm, I blacked out from going downtown to from where I was, obviously. Mm-hmm. 
you know, once I get downtown, I remembered a few things, you know, dancing with some friends and them being odd about, like, you know, I just wasn't sure where Bob was. Yeah. You know, I just kept telling people, I think, you know, I don't, I lost my husband kind of thing. I said like that mm-hmm. at one point, just not, you know, just drunk, oblivious. Yeah. Um, and he was with a psychic at this point, too, uh, two weeks after he was missing. Okay. Um, we we traveled the roads with the first detective for eight hours, trying mm-hmm. to see visions of things that if I could remember from one to another, you know, and... I know as alcoholism, people say that if you black out, there's just no ever getting that back as far as your brain. You never know. I don't know. But yeah. Anyways, that point is where I... So anyways, we traveled the streets and, you know, and I told him if we did get in a fight, he probably got out near the party because we lived around the other side of town at the time where he could have just gotten out and walked home. Oh. Or he could simply have been in the woods. He could have, you know just got lost it just was so un- it's still unknown you know I still am scared of it all yeah or it might be you know sad and um so anyways I, I make it downtown and when the psychic was with me um she remembered when we went into this bar that I had downtown or that I thought it like disconnected with Bob at that point okay because I thought I left him in the car and he passed out that was what I figured because it always happened mm-hmm Obviously, I didn't remember the part, but so, anyways, the psychic remembers me doing a shot, another one, and then turn around, and she says I was really confused, but yet I was still happy, and turned around to friends, and and to me, that was just really kind of cool and interesting that she only remembers the part that I remember. She, her visions were what I remember. You know, this was nothing oh. I told her. Yeah. You know, it was, so, to that point, it just was like, well, she was... She gave me peace somewhat. Mm-hmm. We, we, we searched up by the party in culverts at that point, me and the detective and my psychic and her friend. We walked the streets, you know, out in, by the gravel pits out there where I felt like maybe he had gotten out, you know, if we argued. And he said, yeah, I'm getting out of the car. Mm-hmm. That thing. So that's where... People are saying, oh, she changed her story. Well, really, I did not change my story. Nobody knows the story, nor do I. So I was trying to go with my heart and my head and how I felt and what I thought, you know. And in the meantime, I've got them following me, the detectives following me everywhere, you know. And I, uh, I had three young children. I just had to do what I had to do. I had to go back to work. I had to. I had no money. We had nothing. Yeah. You know, we had we were in love with three children. So, you know. Yeah, yeah I can't imagine trying to... I mean, if it was just yourself, that would still obviously be awful, but to have to face the day for your children, too, that would be just... Yeah, and they didn't understand. They were so young, so I just... I never discussed it with them, you know? I know they heard about it at school. Like, Kevin was only fifth grade, was my little boy. Mm-hmm. And they came to search the house we were living in, me and Bob, and they had dogs with them. Yeah. Well, they thought... In the basement of these old homes, there was ashes underneath the stairs from old burning stoves or whatever. Uh-huh. And these people never took it out of this old home. Uh-huh. So we just only went down to the basement, Michigan basement, do laundry. So anyways, they brought the dogs down there. They sniffed to see if maybe I'd buried them under the ashes, horrifying as it is. Right. And, and at that point, you know, after we moved out of that home, Devin had heard, had been friends with the 
the young boy that was living in their home after we did because it was a rent rent home. Okay. And he goes, we can't go in the basement because um, there's a dead man down there. <laughs> and Devin was like, um, that's my dad. Yeah. Oh, and they also said something like the the wife did it or something, and and he goes, and that's my mom, and she didn't do it. I mean, this is this poor child's in fifth grade. Right. Well, I tried to explain the part to me on the, and like I said, I did, it, it, the jails are grieving. Also, this is mom and dad. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't allowed at their house. I was abandoned by the family. Mm-hmm. Um, point because you know I just believe they were grieving, and I'm. I had to let them grieve, you know. Uh, I, in the beginning, I, I felt like he had run away. Yeah. Because I didn't know. I mean, we had three young kids, and he only wanted the two. And he had a rough past year before he went missing. He had a, some rough times, you know, but I felt that, you know, hurt him a lot in some ways. Um, what's going with this? Oh, I do the same thing all the time. Um, supporting the kids and it was a rough year we're I mean and obviously you don't have to tell me things that you're not comfortable with but we're like you guys fighting a lot you can still be in love and be fighting so like I didn't know if there was like just tension yeah it was, it was, was um, he was traveling and he was drinking a lot mm. you know and it was it was hard on him I'm sure and, and I had found out throughout all this that he had had an affair up in Escanaba, Michigan where he was working mm-hmm. which was nothing but an alcohol thing because I went up there myself to look at, for this lady because that was crucial evidence to me for sure you know me and my friend took a trip and went up there and it was horrifying but I was like this is, I just want to know if you know where he's at or you know and she goes no we just watch football yada yada from that you know and mm-hmm. I'd had enough I'd like I'm done I don't want to hear no more kind of thing yeah um so, uh, I just feel like he was unhappy in a lot of ways. Like, he really didn't have a lot of friends at that time because he was traveling, you know, and had three young children and, and was involved in his drinking. I, you know, they call him Whiskey. I had no idea his nickname was Whiskey. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm like, I know he would dabble now and again, but I didn't know his, I mean, so, uh, you know, that, those kinds of things, you know, you just... You, you accept somebody for who they are, and I just, you know, it is what it was, and I just knew he wasn't happy. Yeah. So that's why I was thinking, okay, oh, he ran away from me, and then my mother-in-law was like, oh, he ran away from me because you worked too much. I go, well, my husband couldn't keep a job at the time. He didn't know what he wanted to do, so I had to work. I was a waitress. Yeah. You know, I was working nights, and it was really hard for him to be home with the kids at night because mm-hmm. they were so young. And, you know, I'm sure all that, this was a lot of stress on him. You know, they lived up in Sault Ste. Marie, a rural small town mm. all their life, in this trailer, very small trailer, and the four boys were in the back area where they shared rooms, so, you know, it wasn't, like, sure they were close-knit, but there was still a lot of trauma somewhere down the road that happened, you know, because he wasn't happy with his family when he went missing. I don't want to bear them all. This is my no. problem. I don't want to I, I do understand. Yeah, I understand that. Um, you can only tell yeah. what. Mm-hmm. Don't you know, I, all the years of these people looking for him, 
they, they told me it was a fair over a woman that somebody killed because of this. And, you know, just, you know, I had two polygraphs that after two weeks after he's missing, they were following me. And this was a new detective after the first one that I had spent a lot of time with. He was like a town thinker, the first detective. Mm. So I went to the chief of police and said, I'm hearing that he's downtown talking about me. And this police say something to him. And after that, a year or so later, he retired. Mm. Um, these other detectives, you know, they're searching under my van, you know, looking around. And I'm like, okay, you're following me. Now you're looking under my van. I go, do you think I did this? And they were like, well, we, we don't know. Do you want to go have a polygraph? I'm like, let's do it. Not knowing I had to drive three hours in the backseat of a oh, car to have a polygraph, so I did. Mm. And, and, you know, I passed that, of course, and wanted to find a for my children. And, you know, it's just, it was rough. And two years later, after that, they um, did another private detective from, he had um, retired, and he came and also you know, gave his opinion through rumors and stories and that, and had another polygraph for that um, years later, and of course, you test that again, but I just, it's just, I don't know if it, you know, it's, it's, it's well, just, a lot. Yeah, it would wear on you. Um, yeah. yeah, in your yeah, yeah. sister's email, she had mentioned that, and she wasn't talking shit or anything either she just she said we got our facts wrong and i was like okay well then what are they if if we got them wrong because we can only go with what we had you know and and she said right. he, he right. was a drinker and that he maybe wasn't the nicest when he was drunk and and she said that you would pass two polys and stuff in which of course i didn't find any of any sort of that information anywhere in different articles and things but Right. Um, I never talked, you know. Mm -hmm. And Kathy has got to been in, involved in this since day one. And, and God bless them. It, it's wonderful. But these past few years of Facebook has just killed me. And the, the amount of people that are responding and, and trying to blame me and, and do the stuff that they don't even know. Half these people weren't even born. Right. So the only reason I had to block myself from that page is I was starting to go, oh, well, you know, you're a dummy. And I got in trouble from Facebook for saying you need to be slapped with a wet noodle. I mean, they're accusing me of killing somebody, and I I get in trouble for saying maybe something like you know. So, so I yeah, the, myself. the the Facebook rules on things are a bit ridiculous sometimes. I've I've made a couple joking comments to someone on my own Facebook where they had laugh reacted to it and then I got in Facebook jail for three days. I'm like, really? They're my friend and I'm kidding, but okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I'm sure. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't realize it because I had already blocked it because it's just, you know, and it's not that I, you know, with Kathy and Scott, you know, and the family, I, I still touch base with Steve right now, but I had to plot, um, sort of block Kathy and Scott mm. because they're so involved in it. And, and I, tr I trusted them and believed in them in the, just the past few years, and then they turned again on me, so I just don't know where this is all going, and that's what's really hard, the hardest part, you know. And I finally met the last detective, which she's wonderful. Mm -hmm. You know, she touched base with me and made me feel like I was a human being, you know, some weirdo on the street. So, yeah. Um, I, just like I said, I, I don't know what, where it's going and what, what they're doing. Mm -hmm. What, and I mean, 
again, you can say uh, whatever as much as you want or not answer or whatever. I'm just asking like what like after these years of pondering what and and everything like what what do you think happened to him? I think he was he got killed somehow. I think that you know somebody had something to do with this. Somebody knows something. Mm-hmm. And if not, then he's out there in the woods somewhere, passed out up against a tree. I'll tell you, there was a story 10 years after Bob is missing about this young boy. And I thought, of course, you know, they find any remains near Sault Ste. Marie, they go right for Bob, you yeah. know, and they need to get the dental records. And come to find out, this young boy had been 10 minutes from his home and like 20 feet from the road up against a tree, and he was dead. And they found him, and they just thought he was a bad teenager. So they never report him as a missing person in such all those years, you know. And that's 10 years later. Goodness. And that's why, you know, when they said they were going to search the, the area where, you know, they should have searched 25 years ago. They shouldn't just search one end of town because the rumors were that he made it downtown. I mean, there was people that danced and said that they saw me and Bob together. There's people, there's bartenders, and they all backed out of there, you know, so... I didn't, I don't know what to believe anymore, you know, I almost felt like the first detective had something to do with it, because he was so sketchy about it. Yeah, I was just going to say, why do you think they would have backed out, or if they didn't maybe want it, not to, that sounds weird, but if they, quote, didn't want to get involved or something, but that's the opposite of what you should do. Right, and then, yeah, and it's a lot of, there was just so many hands on this, was frightening, and I stayed in that town for seven years, I started my own business, Started working with one lady first to sell sandwiches. Well, after that, mm-hmm. was able to go on my own and just sell sandwiches on the road. And everywhere I went, they felt I watched. You know, I I, I was just watching and waiting for somebody to say something. You know, know something. I've had psychics, mediums contact me. I have a second report from the first lady that was with me after two weeks after he's missing. Yeah. And that was really, really, really cool. Like I said, I have another one that contacted me not just like maybe eight years ago or more. And she, I was in Traverse City. And when I got back from Traverse City, I was all by myself. I took a little vacation. And when I got back, she was I hope you don't mind and find me weird, but I contacted your husband. And I, you know, she was from Traverse City, which was really weird because I had just come from there. Right. And she has YouTube videos, because she used to find missing people for the Detroit Police Department also, like the first psychic did. Oh. They actually found people that were missing years and years and years. Mm-hmm. And these people to the spot, and there he was, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So this medium went right into, as they call, you know, the heavens above, and talked to Bob and a group of people around him. I mean, there's three of them that have to trying to go in for me. Then, they, then he, she claims he was mad and, you know, didn't want them more, and so she had to get on it because it was hurting her, too. Huh. And was, I wasn't the only person that she had been trying to contact. There were others that were, you know, that contact her to, for missing people. Right. Yeah, so she had, it's really interesting. And I had three of them that she talked to them, and they respond, and she's got it tied, typed up with their trying to hear their words, you know, and he said that, you know, he called me Christy, and, you know, that's when she started her conversation with him. And, and I, I, I don't know if I can share that with you. I know that I have it saved somewhere, but yeah. it's yeah. just here. It's interesting. And I, 
I mean, I know there's scammers out there, but this kind of stuff is is something I believe is is true. It can be true. So it is. They tried to hypnotize me first psychic, but mm-hmm. she couldn't. I couldn't go deep enough to, to help her. And anyway, I knew I was kind of floating. I was probably just feeling film aggressive at that point. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Questions for me? Thank you. The he was he was wearing the the blue polo and the dress pants. Um, the yellow yellow polo. Yeah. Was and he had he was a good dresser. You know, he was always a cutie pie. Yeah. He had my string on his pinky finger. It had a blue stone in it. Okay. And then his wedding ring. The left hand, the right hand, he had pinky. Okay. That's what I think. If they, you know, out there, remains after twenty six years, we don't know what what would they could find. There was some kind of remains. That ring has got to still be out there because glass rings are pretty expensive. Right. Yeah. They they were built to last. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. That. Uh, which I mean, obviously, it would on one hand would be heartbreaking to to find it but would also give you closure if if it was found with some remains or you know yes yeah. yes yeah I mean, all we've been going through is rumors and which i'm sure is normal in this thing you know a lot of these they follow our rumors yeah like i said the last i heard you know he had somebody sell them you know fight over a woman I don't even really know you know I don't know what Kathy's got going on anymore and same as a detective he just told me just to wait you know like he's doing you know six years 26 years later six detectives you know yeah you know what to think himself um well and and you said you you kind of blacked out and not judging because I know all kinds of people that have had made mistakes in the past or now still that you know driving when they shouldn't you know but uh like that you uh, blacked out in in part of that drive um, yes. to sue which i was corrected and apologized to the entire universe that i call it salt that i do know it's sue um oh because <laughs> i didn't know I, that i feel like you <laughs> Yes, because you know, not not being from there, and I read it, and I was like, "Was that the, the only pronunciation that my brain came up with was salt?" Because it looked like salt. I was like, "All right." No, bother me. I just heard. I was like, "Okay, I was like, "Oops, my bad." Um, which that I could get. I would be like, "Oh, that's probably Sue," but I didn't think twice. <laughs> Um, but like, like maybe if, like you said, maybe he did be like, nah, let me out of the car and, and he would get out. Like, it just, I mean, all, everything about it sucks. But if, if he had, and maybe somebody didn't see him and accidentally hit him, then that still means that they took the steps to cover it up. And that's a crazy thing. That's it. You know, I don't know. That's what we don't know. Nobody knows. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. They've had to take the time. I mean, between I blacked out to get downtown, it was only 10, 15 minutes, and I'm not going to kill my husband and find somewhere to put him. Right. For sake. 
Yeah. I mean, I love the man. I love him more than anything, you know, and I can imagine, you know, I, I've argued with my boys at times, and, and when I get angry, I do kind of black out a little bit, even sober, you know, you just kind of like, you're so, you just Right, yeah, and I see red. Thing, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and like I said, at that time, I knew there was something wrong with him, but I didn't know what, because he was so mad all the time. You know, he lost his grandpa and a dog, and, you know, he's working out of town, and then come to find out he had an affair. So he had all that on his mind. You know, we don't, and then somebody told me that he got kicked in the head at the at the wedding party when he was in the shed. You know, uh-huh. so I thought, oh, maybe he's out there with amnesia. You know, that that kind of stuff I thought about, and I don't know if they, they didn't think about it just because they were focusing on me. But, I mean, that, that to me, that stuff is, that's crazy. I mean, my brain works like a, a detective. They just don't know it. Mm-hmm. I've watched people. I look at them, you know. And, you know, there was a lot of money laundering going on at the time, too, with the tribe. Oh, really? Yeah. And then, and, and like I said, he was the only white boy working for the tribe, and he was a cute old fucker. So who's to say that he had an affair with somebody in the tribe or... You know, he knew something that was going on with the tribe. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I didn't think that he was involved in any of the time, mm-hmm. you know, because we couldn't afford it. True. And I would know <laughs> if his money was, you know, going somewhere else. I would know because I was the one that paid the bills. Yeah. You know, so that kind of stuff I just felt in my heart that, that could have been possible also. Yeah. Or if, since he wasn't, quote, a kind of outsider, since he was a, a white man, like, if, even if he accidentally stumbled upon something. Right. Well, he always would say, you know, he'd get a little mad because they'd be playing cards, not doing anything, and he'd get mad because they weren't doing their job. And mm-hmm. I think him trying to be the boss, he wasn't one of those guys that tell people what to do kind of thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, management's difficult. Oh, My middle sure. boy, Devin's one of those, where he has 14 bo- guys below him doing steel roofing and big buildings, and it's really unique, because Bob was a radio man on, on the ship that had to go way to, to the top of the towers, and, mm. and so it kind of, it's cool how, do, how you see your children, like, construction that Bob did, they're all following that. Yeah. In a lot of ways, it's, it's, it's really fun. Yeah. For them to have children is, you know, it's, it's hard on them right now. They all have relationships, but they're not doing good relationships. Yeah. The oldest boy and the middle boy both have children. Okay. A lot. Yeah. The, young, the youngest, he's, he, it's hard, even though he was only nine months old, mm-hmm. it was the hardest on him, I think, not growing up with a man, because I always did this on my own. I didn't want to get anybody involved just because, to me, it wouldn't have been fair to my children or a man. Involved yeah. in any way of like, oh, I have a goofy husband, <laughs> you know, and, and just right. for them to try and tell my children what to do. I don't think those boys would have listened to anybody at that point, you know, <laughs> they'd want to beat them up or whatever. Right. Now they're worried about, me not, about being alone. I'm like, I don't care. This is a case, you guys. Got <laughs> 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 my best friend, we live together, and it's all good. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Um. Yeah, I can't. I can't imagine uh, trying to trying to deal with any of that. All of them. That's just a lot. I I just finally this year started getting my health together, seeing psychologists and such, and 
the first lady I saw, she was really, really nice, kind lady, and she just really didn't, she goes, I think you're just fine. She goes, I don't know, I've never dealt with this before, because every time that would, I go see her, I'd just purge from the Facebook page or whatever. Mm -hmm. so she was there through, me, through the year of me dealing with this, and, and she made me realize that I am okay. No, okay, I don't need to, you know, there's nothing I can do for them anymore than just pray. Yeah. Pray a lot. And I always had, so I would have known that prayer years ago, we didn't have a candle vigil for Bob. Mm. You know, but he didn't, they didn't have anything for, you know, missing people back then. I don't they really knew about it or understood it. Yeah. But, you know, to me that was kind of heart-wrenching, you know, the community got to come together. Yeah, you, you definitely hear that more, or a lot now, anyway, with... Right. With. And that's possible. You know what? We don't know if it would help or not, but who knows? We could have prayed so hard that we would have found answers back then. But, you know, it's, 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 I'll just keep praying, you know? Yeah, or, you know, at least if people were gathered together, they could have talked about what, of course, then rumors fly to, but, you know, could have talked about things or kept their memories fresh or right yes for that for sure you know it was just all anger in the beginning just because nobody knew you know so they i couldn't go to christmas i couldn't do things easter that we always did go to cabin you know and kids didn't really understand that yeah. you know, and like i said again i never i didn't tell them until they were older and they're like well you didn't want to go i'm like well no they don't want me there you know I was tired of lying to them and making me feel like I was the bad guy, you yeah. know, trying to help these boys through this. Mm -hmm. So it was, anyway, um, I'm just looking at my notes, trying to think if there was something else. Um, well, I don't know what, what this consists of, like, are you going back on podcast with us or... I was just gonna like mention maybe you know if not new news because it's not new news but just kind of right. amend what was said since you know you have different information than the the things because a lot of the stuff on online at least was kind of the same thing over and over again except for that one um, article from I think August or whatnot. Uh, oh, with the cat, the the caterpillar. Oh, the bobcat thing. Yeah, that too. There was that. I the somebody woke somebody yeah, up or something. Rumors, you know, mm -hmm. closer than they were. That's what I was thinking when I saw it. You know, my friends, everybody, of course, will text me like I didn't know about podcast and friends send it to me like you know, high school friends. Mm. I didn't know any of this was coming. You know, it's just my own thought, but it's, it's okay, you know. And I'm so glad that, you know, Steffi, my sister Steffi, reached mm -hmm. out and was able to, you know, you also or like, it's you or whatever. Yeah, and and I wasn't, we're still new to this. This, today, actually, our eighth episode came out. So, you know, I had reached out to the Facebook page because it just at least was a, a public entity, and I didn't. Like considered trying to reach out to individuals, but it's like that's pretty harsh, like invasion of you know you personally. So I didn't want to like message kids or you or brothers. Right. You know, I well, didn't. I didn't know who was running. 
I just figured, you know, hey, if you could give me some just background info on Bob, just to, you know, talk about him and his his life. And so I, I wasn't ever trying to not message you. So just so, just so you it's know. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I do, I do understand. And then, you know, like I said, they're in their own investigation and that's what they have to do. You know, and that's where it's at. And, you know, it has to be private at some point. You know, it just yeah. does. It, this public is doing nothing but hurting it, I think, the Facebook page, of course. You know, but, like, again, we want people to talk. We want somebody to come forth. You know, like, on that, okay, so my son Robert, my oldest boy, mm-hmm. said to me in his 20s, he goes, you know, Mom, you got to let this go because if they find out who did this, there's going to be another child of a father. Yeah. And, I mean, that was like, well, oh, Robert, that's really cool, you know, he's really angry and mm-hmm. he's 36 now and he's growing up fast and, you know, taking care of his children, which he never to do what I yeah, but um, I mean, it was interesting for him to have that part of. All right, we don't want to get anybody else in trouble. Yeah. You know, well, let's let this go. It's never going to happen. I mean, it isn't, and it's okay. It's really okay. Right. And I appreciate everything you're doing, no matter what is has been said or anything. I, I understand it's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just glad that we were able to talk a little bit. Yeah, and. And I know, like, there's tensions, whatever, between you guys. But, you know, Scott and Kathy said the same thing. They they at least want to be able to bring him home. Like, that's the priority. Like, even if there's nothing else, like, finding him, you know, not necessarily um, criminal justice of any sort. Just being able to have that part closed. The closure, right, for sure. And and obviously for all of you, and it's it's so terrible that his parents couldn't be here to to hopefully see an answer. All right, yeah, yeah, they're after us, for sure. Yeah, real needs. Yeah, it's very hard on both of them. You can't imagine losing a child, you know, as well as losing his shirt. So different losing a child. Think about it every day. My boys, you know, the rebels they are. You know, I worry even their thirties. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what awesome. that's what parents do is they worry about their kids. <laughs> yep, never ends. <laughs> I, I still get told when I am even driving home from work and it's snowy. Mom's like, "You drive safe." I'm like, yes, mother. I know. Like, <laughs> I'll text you when I get home. It's fine. <laughs> I actually did text my son. He, he thinks he's a true youper in a suburb. I go, careful, the roads are slippery. <laughs> oh, yeah, I just did that to page you. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and I didn't try to look too much into any of those comments and, and rumors and things on because people can say anything they want, basically, on especially on Facebook, but... Well, they have, like, yes. Yeah, but the, yeah. the the tip about maybe the Bobcat thing or they somebody said something about how, like, you sold Bob's truck immediately or whatever, and then, then you did reply, and you're like, well, it didn't even run, or I don't remember the, the thing of it because it was probably a month ago. Yeah, I that it. old blue truck. Mm. That barely started. I mean, he couldn't even go to work. He would always be mad at the damn thing. <laughs> I was two weeks after, or maybe, you know, a little later next, because we had to move from where we were at, and 
we're moving to the reservation. Mm. Somehow his his boss came to my house and moved me onto the reservation without any permission. He was have housing. That also made me weirded out. I took it because I knew I couldn't pay a thousand dollars a month rent. Yeah. I went to the reservation. I was able to rent by my income. Oh, so that's nice. To not have to pay rent for quite a while, you know, being. I've never wanted to move to the Vasi, just what I ever wanted to do, so we never utilized the tribe mm. when he was there. But um, the truck, yeah, he, um, it would break down every time he got in it. And so I just felt like I didn't know what else to do but just to get rid of it. I mean, it was an old man that wanted it, and they'd mm. be like, you know, maybe a hundred bucks for it, you know, and it was just like, it was just a bad piece. Oh, I know he hated it. He hated it. The only reason I sold it, you know, was no other reason. And I had to, I had to move. I had to get rid of. If you think they want me to get rid of my camper that he had, mm-hmm. um, he was fishing just before he's messing up the fight over this camper with his best friend, and they weren't friends at the time because they fought over the silly camper they bought together. Oh. So I had to, you know, they didn't want me to move anything, no boat, no nothing to this reservation because I was right on the corner. So I had to get rid of some of, my, of Bob's toys or his bad truck. Yeah. Uh, that sense, you know, that's where that came from. Right. Or whoever heard that, that had been come from a family member or whatever because there was no reason for anybody to know that. Nobody. Yeah. None. I don't know how that got out to people in the public that, like, again, this girl, they were never born at the time. This is Yeah. I'm like, okay, who's this girl? You know, that's what I started doing. I started investigating these people that were thinking, well, maybe they know something. You know, I don't know that the Dales didn't know anything. They've never been investigated, which I don't want to feel. I don't feel that way, but I still think that way sometimes. You know, okay. they only looked at me. You know, it was like no other family members. Yeah, it's And then, not recently, they were said that my parents knew something. I'm like, oh, come on. Uh, 82 years old. Now, if somebody told my dad something or my mom, first of all, my mom thinks he ran away. And my dad, he just, you know, they're so simple life that they're just, no, no, no. And she's like, did you, this is Kathy Dale, well, did you call them to see if they knew something? I go, yeah, they're not contacting my parents about this. Yeah. There, there's no reason to. I mean, these are, I don't know where any of that came from, and you know, I, I just I started again texting people. Well, uh, why are you blaming my parents? And, and some girl talked, and she said she knew, and they know, and they know. I'm like, this is just a vicious web that they weave, and it needs to just go away. Really does. Yeah, and with I'm just gonna backtrack. Like uh-huh. you said, you had the three boys to support by yourself now so even a hundred bucks from selling the truck that's a hundred bucks you know like that's that's something to help feed them for you know we were day to day we were we were living week to week and you know and i don't even know if i was really working because connor was only nine months old so i was barely working Mm -hmm. he was the main breadwinner yeah Yeah. it's very sad Mm-hmm. I have a picture of him just before he's missing, um, painting up in our living room. We painted it green, and he put a big old heart in the middle of it, KD plus RD. Oh. 
yeah, that kind of stuff, you know, you know, that's real. That's not trying to find that picture one day, I'll bring it about. Yeah. Well, again, I'm I'm very sorry for you not knowing, you know, all this time still what what exactly happened. But hopefully, hopefully sometime soon. I, I did see on the Facebook scrolling back that they had to cancel a, a search maybe in the fall because of bad weather or something. So maybe if they get one again to like get one sometime here in the spring or something, maybe maybe somebody will find something. Yeah, you know, and that's an area where it's not where people hunt because it's residential and um, lots of woods out there. So it wasn't. You know, it just wasn't an area with a lot of people walking, yeah. Mm. And there was gravel pits there. I could send you, I don't know if you, again, believe in psychics, but the first report I have is on paper. Okay. I mean, if you want to see it, I can take a picture and send it to you. Yeah, that'd be great. I I do... Like I said, I know there's some scammers in the world, so I'm not going to believe everybody's everything always. Nothing against yours, I'm just saying, for my own stuff. But You don't don't know me. You don't know that. And you're trying to help us out there. But, yeah, I, I, I believe that some of those things can be true. I have a weird intuition myself sometimes, and I'm like, why did I know that was going to, like, literally, why did I know that was going to happen? So... So it's interesting yeah. stuff, too, like on a separate type of interesting. Right. Um, My youngest son believes that he sees visions himself. Oh, really? Yeah, he's quite a... To me, he never explains what, but he's, he just feels that he's got medicine down and he's really neat. Huh. Yeah, yeah that is he, he lost his trailer a couple of years ago in a fire. Oh. And, uh, yeah, I was on the street from where I lived myself in a trailer park. And uh, the only thing that survived was feathers that my son Devin, the middle boy, mm-hmm. used to get to dance when Bob was missing. He was a big uh, Indian tribal. He'd go to funerals and uh, stay there for four days and let the fire burn. He was really young, you know. But the only thing that survived were those feathers and a Bible and a picture of his dad. And, and just that alone was like, he was mad at me for, you know, even saying that or just even pointing it out to him but it was really freaking cool to me yeah that's really interesting well again thank you for for taking your time oh gosh you have like an appointment here any second but thank you for taking the time to talk with me yeah i do i actually had to cancel it because there's somebody at work that had covid so i wasn't going to the hospital oh. involved with covid at that point <laughs> I'm like, no, I probably shouldn't go to the doctor when people I work with had COVID. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe keep it at, at home. <laughs> as much as that sucks, keep it at home. Keep it to yourself. So your other friend that does this with you, is she a friend of yours or are you just both investigators? We, we are friends. We um, actually were from neighboring town. Like we went to high school in neighboring towns. But didn't even know each other then, because I I personally didn't venture out of my own town much. I was I was not sheltered, but I did not party. I was school cheerleading, dance team, and home. That was pretty much what I did. <laughs> so um, when my ex husband and I moved into an apartment here in town, she actually lived in the apartment straight across the hall from us, and we're like, oh hey, you're in Amosa, I'm Monticello. That's so weird. We know some of the same people, and then. Have become friends now, so. Well, cool. 
Yeah. I was an athlete, too. That's all I did through school. I did basketball, softball. I did everything. Swimming. I, you know, I did it all right up till I got married. <laughs> so, you know, there was not, like, I'm like you. I, I did party now and again because Sioux, Michigan, that's what we did. But I didn't <laughs> do it, like, you know, it was like, oh, maybe once every two weeks. Oh, boy, I'm going to be prepped with my friends. How stupid were we? <laughs> you, know, but, you know, I was like, you know, just, we kept busy and that's what I did. Yeah, small town. Well, because it sounds like Sioux is a smallish town. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, how many? Granted, I know it was a whole different time, but what? How many did you graduate with, if you remember? Maybe seven hundred. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. I say oh wow because I graduated with eighty three. So like that. Oh, that's big to me. That's funny. But still. Then, but yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Well, there's a little town in Brimley right outside of us that had great kindergarten up to 12th grade. And that's probably how many kids they had. Oh, God. And my brother-in-law, Pat, um, Stephanie's husband, I'm going to contact you. He hmm. doesn't even know how to read. Oh, wow. So, yeah, but he can tear apart a car and, you know, he's very hard working. But he just, I, mean, I just found that out in his late ages that he never knew how to read. That small school, they just went right through it. Huh. That's wild how things... Yeah, that's wild. I know how to read. That's weird, huh? Yeah, that's... Interesting. I mean, clearly he's adapted, because he's gotten this far. I mean, that's awesome. You do what you do, but that's wild. Hello. (laughs) Hello. Hi. (laughs) H.I. <laughs> well, Steph, thank you so much, and you know, I really appreciate it. It's easy for me, and I was having really bad anxiety for this. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I, that obviously wasn't my intention either, so I apologize okay, for that. I did good. <laughs> An hour. <laughs> um, and yeah, if you if you want to dig out that that psychic thing and send me a. Uh, I right, think send it to this phone. Your number right here. Yeah, that would that would be awesome. I would love I'll to read it. Tubes also, and then you can look it up because if you can't get it from where I'm at, you can look Xiaomi up because Xiaomi's done many, many of these. Like I said, she's the one. She's found many people, missing people, and she was amazing. Her children made her get out of it because there was some other person not Bob's case, you know, kind of threatening her and such. So she could totally get. Gotcha. Yeah, self-preservation is a key thing. So she gave me peace for sure. I mean, she just Bob said he was home and he was sorry, and you know, and he was watching his children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really interesting. Well, well, good. All right, Sarah. Thank you. Right, yes, thank you. Well, you have a. You have my number. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, you have a good day. Good rest of your day off. <laughs> Yes, yeah, some meatballs and some soup. Ooh, soup. I was thinking that earlier, too, so. Soup. Oh. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Christy. Great. Right, bye-bye. Bye.